Hey, it's Marilyn, and welcome to the a second episode in this brand new season. So as I said last week, I'm going to be sharing in this episode what were some of the the things that we did to bring those success numbers. And you might be a little bit surprised <laughs> in what I'm going to say, because it's not what you expect. In my last episode, I shared some big numbers, you know, the success numbers. And when we hear those numbers, we have some kind of well, emotional response, don't we? We may not be aware of it, but it's definitely an emotional response. It might start resentment or curiosity or envy, or maybe you even switch off because you think this is another, another teaching designed to stir you into buying something new so you can get those numbers too. And yeah, I, I hear very well the cynicism in my voice because I'm wired that way as well. There are success formulas for sure, step-by-steps and processes and tactics and tips, everything from the number of emails sent, what was written in those emails, the copywriting skills, the Facebook ad spend, when we went live with ads, what we said in the ads, what images, what ads performed better, the launch event itself, uh, what type of launch it was, how to run a motivating Facebook. And one of them had, well, we had 20,000 through it, but by the end, you know, 16 to 20,000 in that group. I could also share how we converted those sales, what bonuses we had, what price points we had, how to run a live launch, how to run a workshop, how to do a Q&A, how to do spot coaching, how to do a webinar that converts. And these are all the doing things. And it's these things that many, many people who have had success then package up and sell as a system in a course or a coaching package or a book or a mini course. And if you've been in the industry for more than, say, three years, you'll know what I mean. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. People create great businesses out of how to do all those things. But I want to explore the energetics of Wow. And I'm going to treat myself as a bit of an experiment in between the interviews that I do on this podcast. I'm going to endeavor to share how I'm going exploring operating, which is a funny word because that's a very doing word. I should even say resting in the energy of wow. You might think, Marilyn, what on earth are you talking about? Bear with me because I'm a real doer. I could launch into a wonderful webinar on how to do a webinar that converts, but it doesn't satisfy me anymore. So I'm going to treat myself as a bit of an experiment, as I said, and operate fully in that wow energy. Now, after the episode before this, I said to myself, you know, all motivated like that I'd do a daily podcast again for a while and share all the secrets. And I definitely had a momentary spurt of energy to do that. But then a recent familiar tiredness set in and it's kind of gripped me on and off since 2021. If you've been following me for a few years, you would have seen that coming and going. So I spent a good part of last week asking my soul what was going on. And of course, I didn't do a daily podcast. Why? When I'm such an energetic type, full of do it energy, have that personality. I always have. Why do I hit a wall? 
these days. And here's what my soul said. Now, this bit's in brackets. <laughs> Many people would advise to wait until the story ends, until I share a story like this, an experiment that I'm going through. But in this case, the story is complete. I've got my answer for my soul as to why I'm hitting that wall and not wanting to operate the way I used to. And you might love this episode also and can relate to me if you're a woman and we know the hormonal effect of a life of working mainly in masculine energy. When I talk about masculine feminine energy, there's a lot said about that. I'm not talking about male and female energy. It's not like men have masculine, female um, women have female and we're, it's not, that's what I'm not talking about. I'm talking about the hormonal uh, effect or not effect or makeup of, of humanity. And we have both. Now, masculine in this, uh, in this um, case, I'm talking, well, not in this case, but why, the way I'm using it is it's described as that push energy, you know, push to get things done. Whereas feminine is more the receiving energy. And it's not lazy in action. That's the wrong way of thinking about it. Uh, although when you've been operating in push, masculine energy for a long time, when you stop, there is that guilt of I am wasting time. So that's, that's a story for another day. But think of leaning forward and leaning back and two different types of energy and both are needed. Now, the world, as we know, has operated for many centuries in a very forward energy, our schooling, our work practices, going for it, building a business, that lexicon, that language is very much this lean forward, go get it, pushing, achieving, uh, age of success energy. And our personalities are geared to favour one slightly over the other. And in my wow archetype, it's the vision makers and the heart makers interestingly, that can operate more in that doing energy than, say, the peacemaker and the passion maker. So if you're a blend of those opposite types, there will often be that conflict in you. And I bet that because you're listening to this podcast, you are either an entrepreneur or have that kind of energy. And that's great because I work with those people. I love those sort of people. I am the, that type of person. But as I said before, a lifetime of working mainly in that energy has a toll. Now, I'm not a science or doctor, so I make that clause there. But I know I'm also in that stage of life where I'm low in estrogen. So it's no wonder I'm tired physiologically. And I actually don't want to push anymore. And perhaps that's the world is going through a hormonal shift and yeah, just sit back and watch and, and listen or, and watch through, you know, the world through that lens. And you can see there's been this push to probably the extreme of feminine and now there's this balance and it's just a really interesting uh, phase that we're, we're, we're evolving into, that we're living into. It's exciting to be living into. Yeah, scary, but exciting. Now, I'm, in, I'm actually... As I said, really, I don't want to push anymore. And I've been asking myself, have I just lost my ambition? I don't think so. I think there is just this body saying, Marilyn, we don't want to operate like that anymore. And I'm actually entirely happy doing very little these days. So back to the story of what my soul said. I'm going to, I'm going to share it as if it's a conversation. And I, do, <laughs> I wrote down, Marilyn, there is a reason why you use the word wow. And it has come to you before you really understand all of what it means. 
there's layers still to come. Wow is representative of natural wonder, of miracles, of appreciation, like, wow, look at that sunset, or look at that light that's sparkling on the water, look at that beautiful home. It's receiving energy. It's a response to acknowledging something that has touched your senses. Now, you've talked about wow and you've glimpsed part of the meaning as being someone someone's essence, the wow they were born for. And rightly, you have sensed the gratitude and the thankfulness within it. And it's the way of being that is for you for the rest of your days. Your life has been pointing to this. Oh my gosh, I wrote that down in my journal. So that's now the experiment of my life. I'm, I've choose now. It's my intention and it's been brewing for a while to consciously tune into the wow. Follow the wow, follow the energy, follow, listen in, what am I feeling? And I'm not saying follow the feelings unconsciously. I'm saying intentionally, consciously do this. Because I'm really good, damn good at coming up with content for the sake of it. I was trained that way. You do your research, you do your study, and then you present your argument, you come up with your three points, your conclusion, your your story. It was very uh, mechanical, doing masculine way of creating teaching, creating core content. And I was very, you know, I had I've got 30 years of that. I read a lot. I went to a lot. I... I you name it, I'm aware of it. I went to it. But with all my heart, I want to create a different way of being. And this isn't about change, it's about creation. And it's about fully operating in it, or that word that's used and probably overused, but it's very true embodying it in the bones, in the cell, like becoming it or living. Well, it is part of this new age of integrity. We're going from the age of success to the age of integrity. And I'm not going to go into detail about that because I think I'll devote a whole episode about that. Okay, so that's my experiment. You can follow it along. That's how I want to operate. I'm going to fail heaps because my default pattern is living what I know, not what I know. (laughs) And I want to experiment with this a living experiment of this. I want to live it and know it with a capital K. There was wow in the, oh my gosh, that's incredible, in each of the success stories that I told you about last week. And you know, I could try and package that wow into a system, especially of the launches. I was a key part of those launches, a marketing key part of it. I could create so many courses and programs about packaging up that wow, but something stops me. Something says that is not in integrity with what you are about, Marilyn, and what people need. Because I am convinced with every part of my my soul that we have to do life and business now out of who we are. Nothing else satisfies and nothing else lasts. And wow can't be packaged into a system. Because wow has a fingerprint, a unique fingerprint that only really works or flows for the person of origin. And, you know, we we have a world now of cookie cutter sort of template approaches. And that's not bad because when you're new or you're learning something, copying and emulating someone as a learning approach, a teaching approach does work. 
and remember that old process. I mean, you could tell I was in training and development, can't you? Watch me do it, then watch me do it again as I explain how, how I do it. You do it and explain how you do it, then you do it. And then you do it by yourself and then you repeat it all. It's that, uh, you know, copying and emulate until you can do it on your own. But is that really? So what am I, what am I trying to say here? And it, it's not fully out yet, but it's, we are, you know, you are smart. We are smart women. I have smart women listening to this. But for some reason, we've given that over into the coaches and the courses that we've purchased into and that's okay but don't drop your power in it or learn to pick up your own power in that because what happens is when we step back and give over our power to the process and it doesn't work for us then it affects we let it affect our identity when we're already wow and you already know within you how to you know, convert that wow, find that wow, convert that wow into income or in, into creating the world and income being just a, a byproduct, a fruit of that. And this is what I'm experimenting with. I know how to make success, but do I really know? Is it from my wow? So I will give you a little bit of a taste of <laughs> some of the examples from last week. Each of these examples held their own particular energy that they sourced into. Each of these examples were also the right season. This is a really good point. The right season to reap the harvest. Been doing a lot of study in the background of, um, and I must do a podcast episode perhaps down the track, of the difference between the building industry hey, I was a trained architect. I, I've worked in that industry, that building aspect of a business, that, that using that language of building something versus growing something. And perhaps we've been using the wrong metaphors for a business. I'm seeing it more as an organic thing, a growing rather than a building. And so in that respect, that means there's seasons. That can be frustrating to a success mindset that sees that success is, is a linear process, uh, you know, a graph that goes up rather than a cycle that goes around. So, for example, the two people who did launches at the beginning of this year, they were in the right season to reap the harvest. And so what season are you in? Because you might learn a launch system and I've done that. I've learned launching systems when, for example, one part of my business or the online part of my business was very young. And so, of course, I was really disappointed in my first online course launch when I got three sales. Some people might think that is amazing. But I was expecting the harvest of someone that was in that perhaps an autumn harvest season, whereas I was in the very beginning stages of spring, just poking up the, the little shoots out of the cold ground or little saplings. To wrap this up, can you ask yourself, are you aware of the doing and the being in you, the pushing and the trusting? Not judging it, just aware of it. When do you need to push forward? When do you need to trust? And also, 
are we uncomfortable? Are you uncomfortable? Am I uncomfortable with the receiving? So do all you can, the doing work, and then relax and trust that you will then receive. In one of the launches I was a part of, there was an occasion, only a few days in, that the owner of the business, and she won't mind me saying this, but she kind of freaked out. Now, we see, well, she didn't publicly, it was just between us. I see this all the time. I've been through it. And it's a, it's a, say it's a man-made uh, construction. It's a man-made occurrence because we've all learned this thing called a launch where we have this cart open period and halfway through the mid cart, there aren't as many sales and it really freaks people out. And it's just, it is nature. It is what happens. And, uh, you know, the online uh, education courses industry, that sort of thing, have adopted this a thing called a launch and it has this cart open and during it you, you cart opening and cart close which means you can buy it and you can't buy it and we've set it up and it really does our nervous systems uh not for, not good it doesn't our nervous systems hate it there was nothing more that this uh this business owner could do and we'd exhausted the you know the doing 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 pot and all the ideas and all the all the thoughts and so she went and wrestled with herself about it. I say wrestle, but she probably cried. And I don't know she did. She went to bed early. I know she did. She pondered, she wrote, she journaled, she dug deep. And she got to the point of surrender. Oh, surrender. That is such an amazing word. She got to the point of an internal energy shift inside her. That point where it, well, it is what it is. I've done all I can. And I accept the outcome, whatever it is. Now, you could, you could tell what I'm going to say next, can't you? That actually shifted the whole energy from push to receive. And that's how she ended up beating last year's numbers and made record sales. But this surrender can't be manufactured. It's not a system to, uh, to put into a step-by-step process and follow. I've seen people try to write books on it. And you can, you can academically understand the process of surrender, but it's only through, uh, ironically, doing it <laughs> that it's, uh, you know, it's a being state, but you have to get to that being state. You have to live through it. It has to be experienced. There has to be an energetic shift. It's a hard thing to describe, but when you get it, very, very powerful. Now, because I know you are hungry for really tangible tips on success stories, hey, we are all addicted to that. We've been raised on that. The success stories did have that wow, that wow factor, that wow, that's a great idea. Or oh, I hadn't thought of that. But the biggest wows were about energy um, transactions, things you could, you could feel, but you couldn't necessarily write down in a step-by-step formula. It was an, an alchemy or a, a chemistry that was there and it was attractive and it was real and it was tangibly felt energy and you could feel, you know, the ones that work on the outside, if you feel that and that the same energy is behind the scenes with the team, then that's a formula that, oh gosh, if I could bottle it, it would be worth a lot. And that was 
the thing that I loved in each of the examples that I gave last week. The thing I love more than anything, and I may not have been conscious back then of, or even years ago of some of the stories of what it was, but it, we would maybe say the camaraderie, the fun, the inspiring, the, you know, we would share memes, we'd share jokes, we'd share stories, and there was that goosebumpy feeling of working together on something bigger than all of us and something that we we didn't know. In each of those examples that have gone back 20 years, 30 years, and some of them really recent, when we're working with something that we have no idea whether we could really pull it off or not, that unknown factor, oh my gosh, that adds a wow to what you do that is indescribable. It's really hard to describe that but it's true. And here's the second key. Oh, and by the way, in a lot of those cases, we couldn't rely on factual numbers as we might have before because the world of the way it is and that uncertain economics. And that makes that unknown trust factor, that unknown of working for something and trusting the outcome almost more magical. And yeah, it was a it was a team thing. It was an emotional thing, an emotional team thing. There were group emotions which there were group emotions which magnified that energy of the the event itself. And even if it was remote and everyone was logging in and we were perhaps using Facebook as a central a hub for some of them. There was, it was still felt, I don't know how, <laughs> I'm not going into the science of that, but it was group emotions, individual emotions, there was a mindset, there was an emotional scent, there was energy, that wow again. And if you can allow your wow, and I'm wrapping up here, to come through, then that is the most, most authentic natural attraction of all. Think of a waterfall. It doesn't try to be beautiful, to be mag, mag, you know, magnificent and powerful. It is a beautiful natural attraction, very, very authentic. <laughs> it seems silly to even say it's an authentic natural attraction, but it is. It is, it is wow. It is energy. And I really wish this was a step-by-step thing to share. We love step-by-step. So I remember working for someone and we trained people to put that phrase in their taglines, the step-by-step formula, blueprint, because people love that. But I heard someone say a couple of years back now that we're all sent to our rooms as a species during the pandemic to have a good hard think about ourselves. And despite the, you know, what, what else was going on, I, I think there's a bit of truth in that. We're all sent to our rooms as a species to have a good hard think about how we've been operating and push without the receiving, the masculine without the feminine, the balance isn't working for humanity anymore. And we're hungry to live another way. It's not a new religion. It's not a new mindset block we have to overcome. It's, a, it's an existence. And so finding and following the wow will be an amazing way to live. See you on the next episode.